Hi, my name is Trevor Wright, and you might have seen me in a commercial. I remember one time, the, fir- the first car I ever bought um, was in high school. Because um, my, well, to go back a little bit further real quick, my first two cars I had in high school were like hand-me-down cars. Uh, my One of my best friend's, back in high school and still now to this day his dad sold me his old ford escort for like 500 bucks and that was like that was my first car ever um then after that my dad gave me his old car because he had just bought a new car so i got i got rid of the escort and then got a mazda navajo right oh, like wow. yeah well what's that dude, what is that? dude a that mazda navajo like something in your 23 and me <laughs> Indian, dude. dude, I was like, car. yeah, I know that's a that's a racist ass car, right? Mazda Navajo. Only <laughs> <laughs> Navajoans. Navajoans can. It was basically it was it the best way to, it was a two door uh it was a two door SUV. It, it was basically Mazda's version of an Explorer. It looked just like an Explorer, like an old school like early two thousands nineties Explorer. Like it was just yeah, it was Mazda's SUV cut thing. Um, and then after that. I, I got a, a, a Dodge Durango. I got that at a dealership and my, my dad co-signed for me. And so that was like my first like car that I bought from a dealership kind of thing. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My dad, he helped me, but not like I, I would like, I think about it now. I'm like, what a fucking idiot, man. I buy this V8 Magnum SUV. Like I'm still in high school. I'm 18 and it's a gas guzzler. Yeah. I'm working something probably big, right? Cause you're a tough guy. And well, not even that. I was more thinking like, because I'm in high school, I'm thinking I could drive my friends around and I surf. I could throw my board in here, my boards up on there. And, you know, that was my mentality. <laughs> no, I got, like, once I got a little older, I was like, fuck, I don't want to, I hate driving people around. Like, I was like, I was like, damn it. I'm all, because I ended up being always being the one driving people around because I had the biggest car, right? I had the, Shane's got the, the big Durango. The, like, everybody the pile in. Your fucking car, yeah. <laughs> exactly. My car also takes up the most gas. So give me some gas money. You know what I mean? I'm over here working at a movie theater, making six seventy five an hour at the time. You know what I mean? Like cleaning up people's trash and <clears throat> selling popcorn to other teens. So, like, yeah, that was like my first experience. But even then, going back that far to like 2005, 2006, it wasn't nearly as crazy as it is now. And it's like, it, it, it's crazy because cars are so expensive now. And they're getting even more expensive. Like even my, so we were, I was at the Toyota dealership looking around, test driving a few different vehicles and that was within my price range and everything. And I I settled down with this 2018 uh, Corolla. It's only got like 34,000 miles on it. Got a really good price on it. They gave me like 4,000 off off it. So I I scored. Breaking news then to anybody listening in Shano, the Trano's life, he doesn't just get around via the Intercontinental Railroad. You understand what I'm saying? He, <laughs> you just purchased a car? Breaking news? Yeah, dude. Woohoo! Huh. Fucking celebrate. Um, Finally, because you know my history with my last car. Uh, bro, I, I don't re- think I've ever talked about that, really. Maybe we can tease that for a, 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 another juncture in this in this particular <clears throat> episode of The Pie Guys, because... Um, I do know the history of that. You did buy that a, was some bullshit. You did buy a new car, <laughs> dude. That that was a movie scenario. It's that ridiculous. Uh, but 
I don't mean to cut your story off. You, you no, you're good. And buying a car um, is an ordeal. And uh, I, I say we, we, we touch on that a bit, you know, because some of the things you were saying earlier was sparking memories of my first car. And it's only fitting because people have used this term to describe both of us before. But it's kind of a wonder twinsy moment because <laughs> the first car I ever got to drive when I got my license in high school was the family van. Okay. So I was driving around, I was driving the family van. It's huge. Oh. And it, and it, it ended up becoming, you know, colloquially what? called the shag and wagon. Or what? The- <laughs> What kind of what kind of van was it? Astro van? No, this was a full sized, um, like van. It was a do- it was a Dodge. Uh, it was a it was a a caravan, a no, Dodge caravan. No, it was just a big van. I you know what? I'm blanking on the actual thing. It was just a big white fucking family van, and <laughs> and uh, but it was awesome because it did fall down to the back. It was sure. a bed. And spoiler alert: later on in my life. Don't tell my parents, but I got some head in the van. So, um, <laughs> got it, it in the bagger it actually, wagon. Dude. It actually came through. I christened it, and you know, it, it had little blinds you could pull. Whatever. My point is, you were driving. Oh, that's big, you were driving this big vehicle when you first got, you know, licensed to do so. And I was driving this big vehicle, uh, and and now we're both kind of driving smaller, um, yeah, or. Eco-friendly vehicles that that we both bought used. So there is a parallel here because naturally, I think just in our auras and our beings, the Wonder Twins balance each other out. But you made me think of something else, real quick too. Shout out to the office. You were rattling off these cars you had from your from your youth, and um, it reminds me of a joke, if you will. So um, there's uh, the the astronaut says, um, "Yeah, I, I'm an astronaut, and I drive a Saturn." And then um, the the next guy, the, the, the next guy says, "I'm a pimp, and that's why I drive a, a an escort." <laughs> and and then the next guy says, "The next guy says, yeah, well, I'm a proctologist, and I drive a brown probe." <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined that joke. I, I really what the fuck? I mangled it, but but you made me think of that because you said you were driving an escort from back in the day. Um, yeah, I might yeah. have had an escort in the back of the van, um, but I, I recall that. Um, interestingly enough, my first purchase of a car came through a private seller, so I, I actually didn't go the whole route of of dealership buying until most recently with the car that I got. Everything else I'd always bought used and owned, so I went from a BMW back in the day to then a, a Honda Accord that I had for many years. And Honda, because Honda's last, they're great, reliable cars, man. They are. Shout out to them. I actually have thought to myself, the next car I buy might might honestly be a Honda. Just for the honestly, yeah, reliable, and you can almost uh, yes. take them to any mechanic and they can work. Yep. On it, you know, Hondas, Toyotas, Subarus. Those are cars that last a long time. Um, it, they're reliable. They, you don't have to do a whole lot of maintenance on them. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. I, that uh, my my uh, my uncle, he he works for Ford, and uh, the other day again, I was when I was car shopping, I I went to a, a bunch of different dealerships and places because that's the thing. You got to kind of look. You got to do your research. You got to look around. You can't just walk in and be like, I want this one. It's like, okay, well, like you got to think about it. It's like, okay, what's the gas mileage? What's it going to cost to maintain it? When Because th- things are going to break on it. It doesn't matter if you get a used car or a brand new car. 
the headlights are going to go out eventually. The transmission is going to go a, uh, go out eventually. The f- you're going to have to change. You know what I mean? Like things are going to eventually happen. Wear and so, tear, man. Yes, it, it's going to happen. So it's like if you if you think about okay, I really want to get like a you know a big truck. All right, that's cool, but in a year or two, what are you going to be in the position to be able to afford the giant ass tires that that truck needs? Because the bigger the tire, the more expensive it's going to be versus a little tiny car where it's like, okay, those are like those are like 50 bucks each tire for a brand new tire versus a Toyota Tundra that's going to have like, those are like 200 bucks per tire. You know what I mean? So you got to think about those things. And I think when you're younger, yeah, you're like, I want the cool car. I want the, you know, the Mustang or the, the, the ladies car if you're a dude or like girls. I know in my high school, girls are always like, I want the BMW or a Lexus and it's like, yeah, daddy's going to buy that for you, I'm sure, which they did. But it's like, you know what I mean? So, but once you get older, you got to think more, okay, well, I'm on my own. I This is all coming out of my pocket. My name is on this, not my parents. What is, and I know for me and you, especially, you, you live all the way out in LA, Silmar area, but you work in Orange County. Mm-hmm. That's a drive. And same with me, I li- but opposite. I live in Orange County, but I go out and commute to LA all Dude, the time. So it's so like, I, I think, and not to completely derail everything what you're saying, but I've shared this sort of fantasy with you before. And, and it, it is a fantasy. It is something that I genuinely think about and fantasize about. So I'm not trying to be light necessarily, but it is a fantasy of, of like roaming the country in my own RV and, and, and um, yeah, going to see things. And I got to say, I think that's born out of so much of my life. Once I got a driver's license, so much of what I did, whether it was going to school, going to the acting school we've talked about before, um, going out to do theater. I, I grew up in a small town, so I had to drive everywhere to do anything. Yeah. There was no yeah in my town. And so coming from, I think, that background of having to drive everywhere to do anything and then moving out here and – if you don't have a car in Southern California, and I know a lot of people get around ride sharing and things like that, it's so difficult. I can't really imagine that, but it, it's it hard. Brings, it brings its own unique challenges too to have your own car out here as well. Yes. My point is, I ha- I've had to drive around for everything for m- the majority of my life now, you know, and right. I think on some nomadic level, you know, and my to my spirit, I I, I long for being on the road. I've always enjoyed road trips. I have kind of a romanticized feeling about road trips and, and we've shared some as well. Shout out to Vegas, but, um, hell yeah. I, I, and, and, and I've talked about this before and I got, I, I really hope it does change it this year. Um, but just traveling in general, I, I, it's something that's on your horizon and, um, it's something I hope is, in my not too distant future of just being able to travel more, not, not just for the sake of leaving the country, but to definitely see more of the world and more of the country. And I, so I enjoy that. And, and, but going back to just driving around out here, it's like a fucking chore, but you, you got yeah, to have a car. I, you have one. Right. It's, it's, it, it is a chore, but in, and it's weird. I agree. I, but see, for me, I love driving. I really enjoy driving. I think it's fun. It's like my getaway. I can, Especially if I'm driving by myself, I can get in my car, play any music I want, do whatever I want. I'm, it's it's my 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 alone time, you know what I mean. But I but I'm moving still because of the type of personality I have. Like just sitting in my room and having my alone time 
sucks to me. Like I'm I'm stagnant, but it's like okay. But whereas driving, I could drive down the coast. I like going surfing. Throw the surfboard in my car. Drive to the beach. You know what I mean? Like it it gives me that time. And even driving out to L.A., I even though the coming from where I live, getting out there when things are normal, it's like it it could take. And you could attest to this. It, it could take anywhere between two to three hours, times depending on the time of day you leave. You oh, know what I mean? Definitely. Like I remember one time I left my house to come out to LA for horror nights. I was trying to get there, and it took me three hours to get out there. I was literally in traffic from Orange County, the 55 freeway, all the way to the 101 out in in Hollywood. I was like, dude, this Bro, took forever. It's, it's it's well, it's like Thanos said. It's like Thanos. It's inevitable. You're going to be in traffic at some point. You're right. going to be in you're going to be in it if you live out here. And so that's just part of the that's part of the equation. That's part of the package deal. And to maybe transition a little bit, you know, what a driving term, but you know, to shift into a different gear somewhat for the kind <laughs> of, um you were, we were talking about buying cars and the sort of similar hell experience that that has brought on, but also uh potentially moving out and um uh, that's that, another thing out here, man. That's another thing out here too. That's, that's interesting. And, you know, I'm sure both of us can speak on you. You've had a, um, we've somewhat talked about on the podcast, uh, of your experience, literally moving, not just out, but across the country. And, um, I guess I've somewhat, uh, touched on moving from Northern California out to here and what that's, yeah. what that's been like for us. But, uh, it's it's a it's different, dude. Like, I mean, as you can attest, I'm sure rent and and house buying out where you're from in Northern California is a hell of a lot, hella hell of a lot cheaper. Well, <laughs> yeah, good one. They will identify you. Ah, oh, you said hella. You said hella. Yeah, that's a, that's no. We don't. By the way, when we I don't moved out Northern here California. ten years ago, somebody told me not to say that. They're like, don't say hella. Yeah. They, they literally were like trying to get me pointers <laughs> right after I moved here. They were like, don't say hello. And I remember asking them like, why? And they're like, cause then they're going to know where you're from. <laughs> yeah. You're, they're going to know yeah. you're a giants fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've been <laughs> on my head forever. So uh, everywhere yeah, you're the exception. You're the exception, bro. Everywhere I go. You're, you're a Northern California dude. That is a, uh, is a Southern California team fan. True. So it flies in the face of everything that they know. But hella, you're right. It's 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 yeah. It's hella. And I only know that because I have family out there. And so when I go visit them or they come down here, it's like they all say hella. And I'm like, we don't say hella down here. We say dude, bro, bra, you know, sweet, dope, sick. <laughs> all the other ones. Yeah. Um, oh hella. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, going going back to, you know, it's 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 a lot cheaper out there, I'm sure. And a lot of things vary obviously in northern california they go based off of so i've heard from like some of my cousins and stuff they go based off of the uh uh minimum wage average in uh san francisco where san francisco's minimum wage is a lot higher than here in la i think la is like what 15 now 15 an hour or something now whereas i think S san francisco is like 17 or 18 an hour so if you live in a small town north of san francisco you're not going based off of la's minimum wage you're going based off of san francisco's so you're living in a small town not having to pay as much because hardly anybody fuck lives out there in the boonies and you're getting paid a lot more minimum wage wise but 
the give and take of that is you're living in Bump Chico, nowhere. Reading, yeah, um, Orland. Well, well, you know, of things like that, of being nowhere and, and possibly, you know, moving. I mean, the, the, I guess this is coming up more so in that it's it's things I know we've thought about. It's things we're kind of experiencing. It's it's you know, and it's a natural evolution. I mean, it's people move, people change uh, places, they move, they relocate, etc. And especially in these times, in the last year, as we've been kind of documenting lately. A lot of people in this area, unique too. this area is unique to, I guess, just moving um, because you have transplants from all over the world. So back, yeah. back when the shutdowns were happening, a lot of people were moving back home and home means anywhere else but here. You know, yeah. even for myself, as much as I've grown up in California my whole life and I didn't attend SoCal High like you were, Chase, I am a California. <laughs> kid you know what i mean i was born, you are you are but i i, I was raised in california all my yeah was really california born so yeah even then i'm not from this area so you have all these people that relocated and and then are going to come back i think when things are fully back are they fully back by the time this episode drops i guess we're all going to find out that's the waiting game we're all playing but um but we'll see man it, it, it i'm not holding my breath it reminds me too of advice I was given and I do want to maybe shout it out and echo it to me any ears out there that could be listening and for the sake of the conversation um a really really good friend of mine a dear friend of mine shout out to Carrie uh gave me some advice when I first moved out here and I was a youngling and uh you know mid 20s yep. and and she and she she told me that LA in this area is is like a is like this creature and it's it, she said it's a it's a 12 month lease city meaning people from all over the world are going to come here they're going to sign a 12 month lease cuz they're coming here for the same thing you're coming here for right sure i'm going to make it. sure this is my break here i come hollywood right. everybody from all over the world is coming here they sign a lease somewhere maybe they got a shitty apartment in koreatown maybe they got a good apartment somewhere else maybe they went to those apartments that all the those other actors go to and the, the scientology handpicks from who, <laughs> right. knows? who knows where you go right but you sign your lease and then over that 12 month time frame you find out you know what this just wasn't exactly what i thought it was going to be it didn't go the way i it's thought not, it was going to yeah. go it's not like it's not like how they they showed on the on TV it's not, shows. Yeah, not some episode. Yeah, like twelve <laughs> weeks later, I got to see the entire season one, and they got to he was famous by the end of season one and on to right. It's like no, well, it's, right, right, that's exactly. Not, that's not how that works. Or like yeah. friends, or like yeah. friends, like that 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 a big ass loft that they live in in fucking Manhattan. Yeah. You know how much that shit would cost realistically. So they come out here with with their dreams and their hopes. They sign a twelve month lease, and when things don't go their way, they bail. And she was telling me, yeah. Hey, your sort of mission, you should look at this as a sort of survival of the fittest type of game. As a, if you can withstand everybody else dropping off and leaving town, then right. suddenly, just by sheer numbers, by odds, by law of averages, your chances go up because right. you withstood the storm. You withstood the 12 month monster. Yeah. And she was Makes equating sense. that to me in a really interesting way and comparing that to, to, the tropes of i think when you first move to this area of thinking you have to do all of these actor things you got to get the headshots right. of this and then that and then that lined up and her advice was more that will come just you need to worry about living here 
like living right. here and, and making this place your home should be your, your concern right now because there will be time for you to get headshots and to go do background work and to do all that. Right. She was right. All of that did come. Yeah. And it's some of the best advice I think I've ever been told, and certainly in regards to coming out here. But obviously, it still holds true to me to this day. And it's interesting, again, to think about it in context of what we're talking about, because this is a breeding ground. This is an area that beckons to people. Or maybe it did. Maybe it did in the old world. I don't fucking know. But you know what It's I mean? a very different time now. That's the thing. Everybody, It's all about self-tapes and shit now. You know what I mean? And especially even more so now with COVID is really demonstrated that in the sense as far as like you don't need to show up to an audition in person realistically anymore right like if if you you, you it could just be all self-tapes submissions now you could do it from home but now the other now the other thing is well you need to have good equipment you need to have your ring lights you need to have a good quality 4k camera you need to have good audio you need to have a green screen good background so it's like okay so now i have to buy now i, I have to buy my own production equipment to even submit quality quality esque audition to even be looked at possibly it's you know very, what I mean so a, it's it's like it's like what the fuck man like why is there so many goddamn loops or hoops to jump through well well great question because I have long thought well I shouldn't say long I, I've thought genuinely about this very thing I'd say in the last handful of years for sure of I think on some level the business model, the industry model uh, of just the way it's designed, right? The idea of getting an agent, of getting headshots, of getting representation, and th just the steps, I think, are on some level both logistical, right? It's a logistical sure. business industry standard to be like, in order to weed through all of the massive people, there has to be something that divides them. I get right. it. I get that there's sure. that being played. But I think very knowingly, a lot of these things, these unwritten rules or these do's and don'ts, the faux pas, et cetera, they are designed simply to be a hoop, simply to be a hurdle, right. <clears throat> just to like get you to dance. It feels that way, you know, to like, hey, jump through this hurdle, jump through this one now, go through that hoop. <clears throat> and and are, if you're right. down, would you go down that slide? And right. For no Boots and ladders, purpose, bro. For no other purpose than to just see if you'll do it. Because then you go, well, what's what does this have to do? What's the relevancy of me doing these things in order to get this role? And it's right. almost as if to say, well, how bad do you want it? That's ultimately what it comes down to. It's less it, – some, on some level, it feels less about – and I'm sure. I'm sure there's a cynic listening who says, well, that sounds like a frustrated guy who never made it in Hollywood. <laughs> And you know what? I'd probably be one of the first people to say it, and I just fucking did. But but but, but that's the thing, though. You you may not have like made it per se to like society's norm, but you've made it in the sense of you've been living out in LA for what ten years now, ten plus years. You've done commercials. People could see you. You're consistently working. You haven't had to have a normal quote unquote job working at a restaurant to support yourself. You've been able to actually fucking do exactly what you said you're going to do and make money off of doing exactly what you love and what to do. You are successful. You have made it in my perspective. Thank you, Shane. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Th I don't, I, nothing else need be said to that, but, um, and and there lies an interesting, I guess, dimension to all of this conversation on some level is 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 the perception of what, I guess, being in this industry and being in this realm is about. Is it is it 
because you're talking about the evolution of of just auditions, right? Well, yeah, it, it may very well be no longer get you you come into the same room. It's all about the setup, so you have to evolve with that. That feels more like a natural evolution in in the wake of everything, but there is still that underbelly that I'm talking about of yeah, but how many followers do you have? Yeah, but yeah. well, how many influencers do you know? Yeah, but right. et cetera, et cetera. How many bots have you bought to follow you? You know what, right. I, mean? you know what I'm saying? So, and that's, yes, and to me, that, 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 that is that, another that is thing. An evolution now. of the industry too, because in, in the time frame that I've been out here, that wasn't a thing. When you look, it wasn't the same. Yeah. Nobody gave a fuck about your social media follows, but no, no, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and all the other ones that, that you and the yeah. Royal are, are on it. It has um, become what's your number now, and so it yeah, rubs away at it, it. It it is in line with what I'm talking about. Of hey, jump through this hoop just for the sake of jumping through the hoop because they, we know you want what we right. can give you, but we just want to see how bad you want it, and that's a and they, yeah model, you know. Yeah, they already want you to have a fan base bef- to even audition. Now, you, to even be considered, you have to have a fan base already. Well, it's, it's like it's, so. And that's the thing. It's like stuff like TikTok and Instagram and all these things. If you look at it, there's only a specific type of person that is getting those followers. It's it's the girl Shout it up, up there dancing with no barely any clothes on, or mm. you know what I mean, and or you you got your your you know skin. There, don't get me wrong. There is there's I there's definitely some people out there that are very talented that I've come across and seen. And and some of my personal friends and mutual friends of ours, like LaRoyal, he's got a really great, decent following and he's super talented. He, he, I mean, he wears clothes, but yeah, I got a bunch of other friends, Amanda. She's a super talented gymnast and trampoline artist. And she's become huge on TikTok and stuff. And there is talented people, but there are, there is still a great I, I would say there's more of a number of people that have bigger followers because they are wearing hardly anything and not really doing much and, and people follow that you're right and and i think part of the to me because i know we've had this similar conversations off of a recording before but to me that frustration is tied into the fact that it's a way of kind of uh rig I don't want to say rigging the system. That's not the right w- w- phrasing, but it's a way of, uh, of, of kind of cutting corners. I don't want to even say cheating, but yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's the same way somebody might try to pimp out their resume. You know, like if, if you, right. have, if you have money, you could sign up essentially for any, let's say improv school in town. And now suddenly your resume has, yeah has all of the improv schools in town. And right. And, just because you showed up for the classes does not therefore Don't mean you're good at it. That you're actually good <laughs> at improv. But yeah. If I'm looking at resumes, your resume says you did the 101 at the Groundlings and then you did this at, at Second City and then you were over here at the iOS and all oh, you, well, you clearly have been around town. You clearly know what you're doing. How about you get the role rather than somebody that, you know, genuinely has an improv talent? And, and similarly, you have people out there that are going like, look at my curves and I'm not going to hate on it because I often double tap on it. But the thing is, it's it's like this weird exploitable loophole that I think some some people are able to find, you know, traction with. And I'm not going to hate on somebody finding a groove and finding their lane. But 
there is a, yeah, it's just another example, I guess, of the disproportion of the way the model is designed. Because again, going back to that, it's disingenuous. It's, it's the idea that it's a meritocracy, that it's built on your work and your ethic and, and the quality of your work is not entirely true. It really is on some level, all about who, you know, and who you blow. It really fucking is. It, it is. It you is. Know? And, and it, then that's the thing that they, these, these managers and agents and casting directors nowadays, they do want, they want the easy marketing. They're like, Oh, you have 1 million followers already on Instagram we'll hire you because that's a million extra people if you just posting at least half of those people are going to see your post so that means that's half a million people that are most likely going to come and see this movie and give us money versus the person that has 5,000 followers you know what I mean and so it's like that's again they're looking at numbers they're looking at these this number system they're looking at paper they're not looking at the actual individual as a person they're looking at numbers and, and in the grand scheme of things can i make money off of this person which i get i understand that as a business i'll give it to you but at the same time it's bullshit and hey look if you want to say wow trevor you sound awfully salty today um sure whatever dude throw it over your shoulder just watch out for sea bass okay that's all i gotta say (laughs) i i i I, there is a old man in me i guess that pushes back on this new wave of auditioning right because i get it i get the transition to well everybody's at home let's just make it about your in-home setup and i'm working on it okay for the record but i do think individually and i'm sure a lot of other people would identify with this too play better in a room i feel like i i yeah i work better i have a better chance of getting cast if i'm going to be in the room and uh, granted they're going to film it and ultimately look at it through a screen but there is a in atmosphere that's a thing to to auditioning for film that does get lost in translation is you think well you're auditioning for film so it's all about the film yes and no there is something to being in the room with casting with possibly the client or the, the as they say yeah. you know what i mean if there's other live eyes you're not just in an empty room with nothing to play with and i miss right. that and and so right. just to have to rely on your in setup kind of sucks on some level for me it feels like so maybe i'm salty and and i'm being well angry. the thing is i think the thing is that people want to know if you're if you're uh, cool enough and good enough person not not talent wise but just as as a general person or personality to work with like yeah this guy seems really cool and chill and down to earth because again when you're not filming you're just sitting around waiting for them to set up the next shot and so you're interacting with other people and if if you're a if you're an asshole and if you 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 know you think you're the best and everything and you're one of those types of actors nobody's going to want to work with you and you don't you don't really get that vibe through uh video submissions you know what i mean because it's like it's all edited it's like okay you send in your best you you send in the best clip right well they don't they don't really get to see you enter the room and see your personality of who you are as a person right like Um, yeah i agree that's just it it's it's it it changes the game and there's a convenience to it but i think we're losing we're losing kind of the it factor of the interaction you know yeah. You know what I mean? Because then, yeah, I get it. Everybody's got an iPhone practically or a Samsung, you know, and you got a good camera and it's got 
good pixels and HDs and 4Ks and and it gives you BJs. PhDs. Like it, it's got all of it. Yeah. But but I don't want to have to rely on that and the latest trendy gimmick to get me the job. That's like, the, I still want to be able to get um, into the room and get in your face, so to speak. And that's the thing. It's like the, these the gimmicks and the trends. The, that's the other thing. It's like even for me, like you know, doing the the TikTok stuff in the last year because it's something to do and perform in some aspect. There's definitely been times where like I've been too tired and busy where I'm like I don't post any videos for a while because I'm like I, I don't want to be bothered. I just want to chill and not set up my equipment, not edit and put together a video like and i definitely have like a week so i'm like i don't really go on there take a break from it i like taking a break from social media from time to time because it's draining and it's exhausting you know what i mean and so it's like i i, I just there's certain times i don't do it but then like i i didn't do it for maybe like two weeks and i lost followers people like i lost probably like 30 followers from there and then I posted a couple videos and one of my videos ended up getting like 10,000 views. And then I ended up gaining because of that one video I gained like, I gained probably 1800 followers. So I lost 50 followers from not posting for like two weeks. And I posted a, like two videos and one of those videos reached 10 over 10 K. And so, then I, yeah. I ended up gaining like, yeah, like 1800 followers from it. So it's one of those things where you, yeah, the consistency is kind of there. You have to be consistent on it and, and keep doing it. And and that's the other thing. There's certain videos where like I'll put the time in. I'll I'll it'll take me like an hour to do this one video. The editing, the preparation, the getting in the costume or whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. And the one and this one video I did was just it was such a. It was such a bullshit video. I was sitting on my backyard. The idea came to me and I just like, this might be funny. And I did it just on a whim, not even trying or nothing. I just got back from the gym and I just did it. It took me like not even five minutes to film and it ends up getting 10,000 there you go whereas like whereas yeah, whereas somebody takes two hours to set up and do this great video and then 500 views. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. And that's just it. Like, if we're going to do auditions and we're going to try to cast things, I say we, I look forward to the day that we're even, oh, this does tie into everything we've actually been talking about. If you think about it, I was about to say, I look forward to driving out to Santa Monica again. But knock on wood. I, I don't. Santa Monica, we love you, but we also kind of hate you because it's the worst place to go. But I would still prefer that and have to make time in my day to yeah. block traffic and to be in my car and I hope my car can get there and to get to the audition and, and, and roll the dice in the room rather than squibble and squabble over the fucking framing and the lighting here in my own place but then but then hey if we're going to go viral let's make it a whole different set of rules I'm right. I, more power to you Shano but how about this because you're talking about you're talking about consistency all the time that is a hallmark of the pie guys to this point we have been we have been documenting and bringing up how newborn is esque we are to this world if you really think about our timeline in terms of the podcast so i want to take um a moment to to say thank you for listening if you are somebody that is listening to this podcast for the first time maybe for the last time that we hope not um, first, last, and anything in between. Give us an old listen some other time. Don't make it your last time. 
with the pie guys. Yeah, we don't do that. Why would we, you do we, that? No, we yeah, we we genuinely this is a genuine plea for your support. Um, as any newborn might need in in the coming days, weeks, months to come. We need that's we need what support. she said. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. And um we we um we yeah, sincerely please go and find us out there. Uh we are the Pie Guys. You can find us on at least seven different platforms out there, no less of Google Podcasts and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Anchor and Radio Public and Pocket Cast. So check us out. Please subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, engage with the podcast at the Pie Guys Pod and uh with your we talk consi- back with, with your consistent support, we are going to continue to put out consistent content as we do on a weekly basis. Um, but we want to put out more than just this audio podcast that you've grown to actually be fond of. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, we, we want to do other things. So w- with that does also bring and require your further support. So I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you up to this point. Oh, and yeah. Stick with us in the coming unknown year to be and on a on a traditional pie guys note i do want to take this moment to shout out what i was eating on throughout some of this recording shano so i don't know what you've had today i know you said you had a long one but this is both thematic and different so tonight i nuked marie calendar's chicken pot pie Of course, it's a pot pie. Exactly. Um, I, I, I heated that up, and I have over here some pizza-flavored Pringles oh, per the occasion. Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been munching on, and I have been uh, in a really awesome headspace. Thank you to the great Uncle Clem and the almighty Clementine. So we always tend to try to make a little bit of time for gullet time and for uh, elevation time. And so I wanted to shout those things out as what I was eating on. So, uh, Hell yeah, dude. moving on though, this is us. This is the Wonder Twins. And um, we've been talking, well, we've been, we've been kind of talking about, I guess, just life out here on some level. Like, yeah, it's interesting because it's, it's things that, I guess we've been talking about the industry, et cetera. And that's, a, yeah, even, we've, I'm we've sorry. Been talking even, about the industry. even just saying that I feel a little douchey, just saying the industry into a microphone. And, but it's, it's like somebody <laughs> might be listening and be like, what the fuck is that? And, but, but here's the thing term, though, it's the acting industry, it's the industry of entertainment is what I mean, but entertainment industry. Sure. But, but see, that's the thing though, man. Like it, it does, it, yes, it does sound douchey. And, and it's, and, and it's so weird. Like even, uh, here's the thing I, I I for me and I even for you and a lot of other friends that we have obviously in this again industry uh, feel the same way and anybody in it, it it's a passion of some sort and so when you get when you finally get to a point to where you understand how it works and the methods of it and what it entails, when you get to a good place of where, yeah, you have the backup, just be like, yeah, I've been in a commercial and this was a commercial and somebody could look at them and be like, oh shit, that is you. When you have the backup with your craft and the things that you've done, you know, um, yeah, it is a testament of, of what you've accomplished in your run as an actor. You know what I mean? And then 
Whereas there's a lot of people that would love to do this, but they never have and they never will and they've never tried. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, as weird as, as it is to say, yeah, like we're, you know, we're talking about the industry and stuff and, you know, we, we have that right because we've, we've been through it. We've had shitty auditions. We've been said, people have said no to us countless countless times Dude. you've been out here a long time you we've paid our dues and doing free stuff in the past and that's this again it's another thing that you have to do it's like it coming coming back around again in a weird way which just naturally happened when i was test driving these cars today the, it was a young girl she was probably about 26 years old was a sales girl so, uh shout out to her she was super cool super um cool. her name was her name was zoo Super uh, fun. I'd go there and exib exhibit. Yeah, she was a super cool girl. She was twenty six. Like yeah, I don't even know. She, her. So she, she was. Excited. She wasn't even. <laughs> she's. She wasn't very any girl. I'm like yeah, and then what'd she do? Yeah. <laughs> what she? What, she what, well, she, she was like. cool because she was cool because she's not. She wasn't aggressive. Like you know, like some salespeople. Like hey, what can we do for you here today? Hey, what are you here for? What do? You, what can we do? Like, hey, like, how can I wash your hair for you? I haven't. I haven't even gotten out of the car yet, bro. Like, calm the fuck down. You know. Why are I mean? you inside like, my glove box? The, yeah, they're all exactly. They're on your like vultures. Where she just kind of strolled up, was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she was like very like chill. And I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" Is she high? We were just walking around. She even took like a phone call. She's oh, sorry, somebody's calling me. I was like, okay, like she's. You know, I got an FT like a real quick. Family member. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but she was chill. Anyway, point is, we're test driving some cars. So she asked me. She's like, "So, like, what do you what do you do? Like, what you know?" And I told her, I was like, oh, I do stunt work and I drive to LA a lot. So I want something that gets good gas mileage and everything. And she's like, so how did you, what? She's like, do you mind if I ask you, like, like I don't know if it's a personal question, but can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah. She's like, what is it, why, what is it about that industry that you enjoy? And like, what's your goal? And I told her, because that's not the first time anybody's asked me, because I think a lot of people have this interpretation of like anybody that's being an actor or that, that is trying, is an aspiring actor or is an actor or is in the industry, they want to be famous. And yeah, for some people, I'm sure that is the reason why they're in it or trying to get into it is because they want to be famous, right? Well, there's also a lot of people out there, myself included, I don't, I don't care to be famous. If it happens, it fucking happens. It's out of my control, but the main goal, going back to consistency, is the consistency. I want to consistent, uh, consistently be able to work, even if it is in a theme park. Dude, if I'm able to do what I enjoy doing, and which is performing, and then make a decent income to pay the bills and live, then I have made it in my – to me. For me, that is what my personal success is. They're really and she was like – I didn't expect that. She was like, that was a really good answer. Like, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. It's like, yeah, because a lot of people have this mentality of like, I want to be famous and I want to be at the Oscars and this is my Oscar speech. And, you know, people have their Oscar speech already written out. You know what I mean? It's like, you've there, never even done a play, bro. There, yeah, no, yes. <laughs> there, there is a real hallmark and something to be said for the consistency thing. I think it's finally something I'm learning admittedly truthfully and i think the podcast has partly taught me that and it's is is that if if we want this thing to exist then there has to at least be some work put into making it exist right which sounds so simple right. but but so you know so much of our old lives <laughs> as they were 
are defined by all the things we got caught up in, right? Like, you know, you get caught up in having to have a job and having to do school and having to, to pay for things that it doesn't often leave room for there to be critical thought on, do I actually want to do this thing? And you actually want to be a performer and a stuntman, et cetera. Yeah. I actually want to be a, a, an actor, a working actor of fucking course. I want to sell out and do a sitcom. Of course I want to win an Oscar, but there's a difference between going, that would be awesome. Right. That's a, that's a goal, but also being realistic and saying like, you know what? That's not really a goal. If that finds its way into my life. Great. But it's, yeah, you learn that there actually is a business, which I guess is what frustrates me so much about some of the shady shit of it is that, there is an actual business to it. It's not just existing and waiting for somebody to notice you and, and, and put you in something. And, and as much as I did say it is about who you know, it's not about partying and going out and networking that way. I would, I, th- right. I would wager that the greatest relationships working, at, et cetera, that I've ever formed out here have all been born through doing work. So if you're going to network, Make it may it be from the work that you're actually doing, um, so that that becomes the people you draw upon of who you know. Right. Not these are the people I used to do blow with. It's not about right. the people you blow. <laughs> it's the people you know. So, um, but <laughs> well but, that, but that gets that gets muddy. That gets metal. That it gets does. muddled into it, and it gets complicated by all the other bullshit. And 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 then you have you know not to go on a tangent, but then you have people out here that are preying on all of the willing, naive minds by saying, take my acting class. I will teach you this technique. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of those things could be stripped away and you just got to level with people kind of with what you're talking about. Being an actor out here isn't about how many technique classes did you take? And those are things that can define it for sure. But if you want to take a good welcome to LA, this is your acting class. Your acting class should be called expectations, expectation class and going, Hey, this is an expectation. If you're actually going to be a working out actor, then you're going to, and you have an audition. Let's say you have just one audition today. Yeah. Middle of the day, like we were saying in Santa Monica, it, it, you know what I mean? The class should all be about breaking down the truths of that. You're going to be in your car for X amount of hours. Yeah. You're, then you're going to have to look for parking. And you know, that's what right. the class should teach you all the ins and outs of like actually living out here and trying to apply it rather than getting caught up in this guy's the best headshot photographer. And this guy's the best agent. And this guy's the best. That it's like, oh, right. Get the fuck out of the way. Right. That's the shit that complicates it. You know what I mean? And it, never, it, no, that, the twain shall yeah. meet. That's the thing. It, it it is. I mean, I remember. I mean, at least for me, when when I was going to acting school, uh, towards the end of graduation, they had uh, it was it was it was headshot day where they all these all these photographers would come in. That was they kind of went through the school. The school would hire them, come in. They they have their uh, portfolios out, and and all the kids graduating walk around. And, find the photographer that they'd want to do headshots with you didn't have to use them they were just there as as far as like this is kind of what you look for in a headshot if you want to use this person and go to them you can get their information and book a session and if you like their their headshot it wasn't mandatory but what was mandatory is getting a headshot but you didn't have to use one of their people that they had come in right right right. well me i i did use one of the people because i didn't know anything and you know 
and 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 going back again over the years as uh your friend what was your friend's name that you were talking about earlier carrie um carrie as carrie said those things will just come to you yeah and she's right so my i remember my very first professional headshots were i don't remember his name because it was so long ago but he 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 charged me like six hundred dollars and mind you he gave me half off he gave me half off of what he normally does. This guy had done um What a fucking scam artist, dude. See, that's what I mean. Well, well, but here's the thing. Here's the, this better. Well, here's well, here's the thing. He he this is this is his thing and a lot of people do this kind of thing. His um um uh clientele was like Jennifer Aniston and like Lauren from the Hills. And so he had a high clientele of of performers that he had taken headshots for and so obviously they have them out there right and that's that's what they get you on right and so you don't and so to a actor that doesn't know anything you're thinking oh well this person's obviously the best right well yeah back then when i was 18 years old like young and dumb like i'm thinking okay cool you know it was fun the headshots were good they were nice like they yeah, weren't they weren't up, shit. like even if even if that's your but, clientele you you shouldn't be charging the the newbies that don't know anything of course about the, the same rate you charge everybody else you gotta have a rolling rate there buddy you know what i mean well he i mean right right yeah he, I, and i agree with you i mean he did he did give us a discount so he says right so, so he, he says, says but that's so he so, says, like, "How are you supposed to?" Know? But I, I so, think, but the point. I think my point is though, like, come up to now, where it's like, as you know, Natasha is now a headshot photographer, and she does great headshots. So you know, shout out to Sasha Face Photography. You know, where it's like now, I'm at this point in my career where it's like I don't got to pay that much money. You know what I mean? Like, I get a great discount through one of my best friends, and I, in turn. Sometimes I get free headshots, but that's because I bring clientele for her. So because I know so many actors in the industry and stuff, it's like, oh, you need a headshot photographer? Go to this person. Well, so now go. if they book through her, it's like, okay, well, now she's getting money based off of my referral. Well, that's kind that? of my incentive. Shout out. Which is, that's a, that's a thing you got to do. Shout know? out to Natasha. Obviously, we love her. And shout out to Tasha Face Photography for sure. I can, Both Shane and I and many other people proudly i'm sure can proclaim that they got their headshots from her it's top quality stuff and it's not going to break she does a great job she's open to negotiating prices and she's the shit and she'll give you multiple looks and multiple multiple everything's and that's the thing that's what i think i guess i'm getting at in the frustration and to round out this part of the, the conversation is that um it it there is a way to do it. There is a business model. There is a way to network and and, to, and like if if you if you do good shit like Natasha does, if you take great photos and you do it for a a, a, a good rate, you're gonna get business rather than going. I have to correct. I have to hike up the I have to hike up my prices and try to scam people into taking my shit. No, fuck that shit. There, there needs to be a shift in that. So maybe be highlighting people like her more often. And dude, I wish I thought of that. Well, yeah, like as like as 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 I as an as a as a like in my younger years, like as an aspiring actor, I wish I would have gotten a side job as or not a side job, but like my side gig was to do headshot photography because you can make some decent ass money doing that. You know I, what I mean? Absolutely, again, and especially in a market charge, here, even if, again, again, yeah. being on here where all these people are coming and going and everybody's talking, it's a great thing. I want to I want to change the subject though right now. And you were talking about auditions. We've been talking about the industry. So I say we round out things here quickly. 
um, if something comes to your mind of of an audition experience. Think of one good and or bad because you were talking about how, you were talking about that. We I mean we've all been out here, and maybe it would be more comical and apropos to, to talk about one that didn't go so well rather than be like when I booked the thing. So I will yeah, start, yeah. I will start by saying I actually don't really specifically recall the thing I was auditioning for, but this was early on in my career. This was early on just auditioning out here. Um, and I've had, again, experience doing things and auditioning things, but not so much out here. I have an agent. He got me this audition. I show up. It's for a commercial. I think it was, I think it was for G4. I think it was for the G4 network or something. Some commercial. Oh, damn. Yeah. I remember that. It was like something to do with gaming or whatever. Network. And um, yeah. I don't even remember the, the bit or whatever, uh, the, the, the copy, as they say. I just remember crushing the audition. I remember going in there being loose, being casual, being friendly. We're talking about interacting with people. There was a good back and forth. They gave me, it was just me in the room. There wasn't anybody else. Um, and I remember being in the waiting room prior to it and hearing people. I, I, you know, th 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 there's something to, be, something to be said for being out in the waiting room with the guys that you know are your direct competition. So I'm out in the waiting room with at least five other guys that are my direct competition for this thing. I can actually hear some of their auditions. I can hear them getting laughs as well. So when I go in there, very casual, very cool, very confident sort of, and I crush it so much so that there's three other people in the room. They're all laughing at the choices I've made. Aren't I so good? They give me an adjustment and I do it even better. I'm like, dude, honestly, this is one of the first auditions I can say confidently since living in LA, that I fucking nailed. And I don't ever often say that. I don't ever often say that. I'm often probably pessimistic and cynical and overcritical of my, uh, my, my performance. But I'm walking out of there and they're like, it was great seeing you. Thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, guys. And then I'll see you soon. Right? <laughs> they're like, all right, have a good one. I'm like, we'll, we'll do lunch. It's one of those whole, I'm feeling high. Right? Yeah. I can yeah. soundtrack and the score of my music playing right now, walking to my car. <laughs> <laughs> cut to didn't get the part didn't get a call back didn't book it probably wasn't even considered i don't know i don't know if i was on a veil as they say but there's right. something to be said and there's a dis and that's a unique lesson and a unique taste in your mouth when you finally actually feel like you've quote unquote arrived and i didn't think i arrived but i felt really good about what i did and i still didn't book it that's the thing that's that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize when they come out here or when they try to get into this industry it's like you may think you did a great job but you just it, you probably you did do a good job that's the thing i guarantee you did do a good job but for whatever reason and you'll never know which is the frustrating part in a lot of ways is that there was just something that either you didn't have that they were looking for or that somebody else just did it in a way that they were looking for doesn't mean that you were bad at it it just or that you did a bad job. It's just, you'll never know what. Exactly. So can, can you- That's can that's you, the frustrating part. Can you share an audition story real quick? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, so <laughs> I don't remember specifically what it was for, but it was for Universal Studios uh, at the theme park. And I remember- I had, we had, I had to do a, uh, uh, a comedic monologue um, for something. I don't remember what it was for, but anyway- so this was when I don't know if you remember. There was like that little, um, 
that little that little area above City Walk. There's like this weird ass like bridge above like the Jamba Juice area, but there's like a little yeah section up there. And we sure. they would do hold auditions. I know the City Walk. Know what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was up in there. So they would bring like they'd bring like um, probably about like. 10 people in at a time and they put them behind a curtain and then you'd go out one at a time, do your monologue for the casting directors and stuff. And then you would go sit back down. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I, again, I don't remember what it specifically was for some theme park job role that had was clearly speaking. Cause we had to do a comedic monologue. And I remember trying to look for a monologue. I was like, all right, I'm like, I, it was taking me a while. I took probably like, probably like four days trying to find this monologue and i finally find one i was like i rehearsed it i was like i felt good about it i was like here we go and we get in there and i'm like i'm ready dude like i'm not i'm i'm not nervous i'm not overthinking i'm like i'm ready to do this and i'm the last person in the group i'm the last person in the group everybody's going out doing their monologues and you can hear each you can hear the other people you can hear yeah of course for me i i hate that shit yeah um yeah, but again, it's something you got to overcome, right? So you, I'm hearing everybody, and then the person that goes out right before me does the exact same monologue that I have, oh and I'm like, my <laughs> God, you I was like, you had me fucking. It it psyched me out, dude. I was like, oh no, that's he did the ex the exact same. You know what that one. is? And I'm like, oh my God. I, you know what that is? That's the fucking Price is Right. I'm gonna bet one dollar more than you fucking bid that actually worked in the inter, you know, in the in the acting world. It's like, I bid fifteen hundred dollars, Bob, and that guy's like, I bid fifteen hundred yeah. one, and he got to do yeah. It by sheer fucking <laughs> luck, he got to go right before you. So instead of right before you me. look bad, that guy did his. And what'd you do? You had to do your monologue, right? Well, th again, this is this is a learning experience, right? So, like you said, like the best classroom is just—it's getting out there and just doing it. And so you're gonna fail. That's the thing. Like, doesn't matter how successful you are or famous you are or not, you're gonna have bad auditions. So me, I—it psyched me out. It psyched me out. And so now I'm thinking, well, I can't do the same monologue. Why? I can't do the same monologue. And so I, and I'm like, dumb, dumbass me at the time. I'm like, I'm just gonna improvise. And <laughs> <laughs> worst choice go have a conversation ever <laughs> worst choice with ever no i tried to make up a monologue dude like i tried i don't i don't know it again it psyched me out i didn't know what to do oh, and so i was just like it's too bad we didn't know indica jones existed back then you could have just rolled in as indica hey it's indica jones hey hey what's going on somebody yeah. <laughs> exactly <stuck>. right <laughs> but like so i yeah i didn't i was like i'm thinking in my head I, which i look back now and if i were to tell myself i'd be like just do the monologue just just do it yeah word I mean, to the right? wise out there anybody if that ever happens to anybody just do the same one just do it better moral of the story that's the thing moral of the story <laughs> just, just don't better it's not just enough to do it nike <laughs> hashtag the pie guy say just do it better i love that shit shane here's the deal <laughs> Here's the fucking deal. We got to round this episode out. We got to end it. The bell tolls. But here's the thing. We were talking about cars earlier, and you were, we were talking about just the natural upkeep of having a car and all the things that you got to worry or concern yourself with. So why not we yeah. end this episode with a tale of Hurricane Laney? Because sometimes that happens too. <laughs>
sometimes that happens. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have to necessarily get specific with any shout outs, but I just got to throw that out there. So if you want to tell, we teased it earlier. Let's let's actually finish. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish for the guest. You know finish I mean? it up. Well, yeah, real real quick uh, about that, but that about the my car issue from what was that? That was like. I remember specifically. It was a while ago. It was definitely a long time ago. So this, I was 25 at the time, um, and I just bought like a a. Uh, it wasn't a brand new car. It was, a, it was a used Mustang, but it was like 16 grand uh, that I paid for it, and but it only had like 25,000 miles on it. It was basically brand new. It felt. Um, but I wanted like a fun car. I was like, dude, I want to get a fun car. I don't have any kids right now. I want to get some. I'm in my mid twenties. I want to get something that I'm going to enjoy for a while and just you know have a good time. Well, me and this girl I was dating at the time, we ended up breaking up. But at one point, she I let her drive it, and uh, she literally drove it two blocks and ended up getting in a, a car accident with it. It wasn't entirely her fault. Um. It was no. a hit and run. Don't, it was don't. a hit and run that happened. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if the guy would have stopped, if the person would have stopped and, like, yeah. assessed the accident yeah. properly, like you're supposed to by law, it would have been a different outcome. But it was a hit and run. That person didn't stop. They kept going, and it was we were just shit out of luck. So, basically, mind you, I wasn't in the vehicle. She was. So, the car got fucked up. I still owed, like, 14 grand on it still. Oh. And me not really knowing anything, I didn't have gap insurance. I didn't have, uh, and yeah, there's just a lot of, I don't want to go into super detail, but there's a lot of things against me. There's a lot of things against me in that whole situation. It's so for, 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 so I paid that entire car off without driving it for four and a half years. So it was just a giant paperweight sitting I mean. in my driveway. It's, it's it's poignant to the conversation like, we're over here celebrating in your, in your real lifetime that you just got a car again and it's it's that long since i mean that that's the that's the way the episode ends because that's the capper to that tale of of that fucking mustang of that fucking hurricane that rolled through and wrecked it and the learning experience yeah. that's kind of almost been the the hidden moral of this story on this episode of the pie guys is is the learning experience of life i guess whether it be definitely through, learning experience. through auditions through traffic through those solo through trips moving on, through moving through road trips on your own when you have time to think about things and through food sometimes so may it's, all of those uh, things it's permeate a... your soul and and continue to power us into the new year Shane, do you want to uh, finish us off? Finish us off with last words. It's a hella crazy life out there, man. It's hella crazy. Hashtag just do it better. <laughs> just do hella. it better. Yeah, just do it better, man. <laughs>